0: Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Divided Films, the podcast where we talk about movies that audiences and critics do not agree on. Uh, I am JJ and with me as always is my co-host Keith.
1: Hello. <laughs> ah, I get he give like- it that Jack Black feel?
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Trying to tune into your inner rocker. Very appropriate. Um, speaking of rockers, we have a uh, first-time guest today, uh, our good friend, our rock and roll friend, Ryan Tomchek.
2: Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on the podcast. Good
0: to have you on, man. Uh, I thought you'd be perfect for this movie because you are a musician. You're very skilled and uh, talented guy. So I thought you'd be a perfect fit to talk about this week's Divided film, School of Rock, starring Jack Black. This movie falls into the category of having a positive score with critics with 92% approval and a mixed score from audiences, 64% approval. So um, that's 28% difference, pretty significant. And the Rotten Tomatoes consensus on School of Rock Black's exuberant, gleeful performance turned School of Rock into a hilarious rocking good time. Very brief consensus there on that one. Um, so what do you guys think? I mean, Ryan, you mentioned this is like a revisit for you. You hadn't seen this in a long time. I know I hadn't really seen it in a long time. I don't know if it's like... I feel like this is the kind of movie that kind of bordered like, is it a classic? Is it not? I'm not sure. But I find it interesting that it's divided because 92 is pretty high score. From critics, I find that to be interesting, and um, you know, sixty-four percent seems more of like an expected uh, response from audiences than I would think. But uh, what what do you guys think? What was your history with this movie, and uh, you know, where do you think you're siding with initially? Start with Ryan. I mean, I'm
2: surprised. I'm not surprised that it's divided because it was. You know, it's a pretty tropey, dumb movie. Kind of. It's like the whole. Jack Black doing things, (laughs) like, yeah, classic Jack Black sort of thing. When you said the score from critics, that kind of surprised me. Like, in my mind, like, I went into this remembering, like, oh, yeah, it's a fun movie, but it's, like, not good. It's not, like, really breaking any boundaries. It's not doing anything special. It's, like, very tropey and, like, simple. But, I mean, I always liked it. Just the wholesome teacher... Like wants the kids to rock and all that. It's you know pretty cool. What do you think, Keith? Oh, uh, <laughs> oh,
1: I think. Why? Wow, okay, I was kind of shocked when I saw the audience score. I it, oh. it's five. It's five points away from being a rotten. Uh, and I'm reading these reviews or some of these reviews, and I'm like, okay, I know comedy is subjective, taste is subjective. I think I I love this. And granted, I it's been years since I've seen the movie in its entirety, like a long time. And I probably caught it on like Freeform or on something here and there. But I, I know this movie's trophy. I think a lot of, but this, this is the movie. That's what made Jack black. This movie was tailor made for him. Literally it was, uh, but it's like, I don't know. It was perfect. It was a perfect vehicle for him to become like the, a breakout star and it was i don't know it's i feel like a lot of people's there maybe except jim carrey's but like you know robin williams had missed fire that's trophy I, I don't know i kind of went in with the i you. we can dissect this movie i love it for its strokes. it works the cast works the the writing works i don't know i i really enjoyed it maybe the audience the craig score is a little too high
2: but i don't know <laughs> i'm wondering how Soon after this movie, did, like, Pick of Destiny come out? Oh, good question. I was kind of upset to see that, like, Kyle Gass, the other member of Tenacious D, didn't, like, have a little cameo or anything like that.
0: That would have been nice, actually, now that you mention it. Was
2: that pre, like, Tenacious D? Like, did he kind of break out from this movie and then kind of jump onto that afterwards? Or is that before? I really don't remember. I believe the
0: original Tenacious D, they had, like, I don't know, a short run on like hbo or something in like the early 2000s or late 90s and then um yeah but that that was like more of a um, you know it's minor success i think they had their following for sure but it didn't, wasn't a breakout hit and then yeah then this movie comes out jack black i think was also in i mean i know he was in a bunch of other movies in like the yeah. early 2000s and this maybe was like what really was his most like popular hit in terms of like people generally liking it And then um, I think Pick a Destiny comes out, like, mid-2000s, and, you know, by that point, people, like, Jack Black is what made that movie more successful because he had been more of an established household name. Um, So, you know, him being in these other movies gave him the opportunity, I guess, to bring more life into Tenacious D, uh, because that wasn't something that I knew about until high school, uh, maybe, like, almost 10 years after the fact. Uh, for me, in this movie, I find this. I'm, I'm gonna probably be in between you guys on School of Rock. I think it's good. I think it's fine. I don't think it's, you know, something that is a landmark movie in comedies or anything. But for what it is and what it's doing, I think it's it works. It's fine. I'm. I don't know if it's necessarily a script that would be made today because nowadays people only want to make like the biggest movies, and this is such like you know, a mid-level kind of movie that is, you know, not, they're not going to promote for, like, weeks and weeks and weeks, but people who do get to see it will have, like, a fine time. And, you know, there certainly was <laughs> – <and it's, laughs> it'll be fine. They'll, they'll enjoy it. They'll have a good time. They want to have the best comedy experience of their lives, but from what they'll see, from what most people see, they'll, they'll like, you know, be they'll be glad they saw it. I'm glad I did. But it's not something I
2: went back to really too many times afterwards. It's a very solid six.
0: Yeah, I've got a movie
2: and Applebee's afterwards. Like it's not gonna be great, but it's like, it's <laughs> gonna be a, like... a great time in suburbia.
1: It's, to me, it's a little bit more than a solid six. I mean, I'm I'm trying to think of like other people's like breakout movies, and I think Jack Black. And you know, you brought this up before, but Jack Black was always kind of like a working actor. He wasn't, like, Jack Black. He was in, like, NeverEnding Story 3. I he think. was in
0: the third one. Yeah, that's Yeah, he, true. he was a
1: bully in that, but he's always been, like, the tech assistant in the Jackal. He was, like, during the 90s, it's, like his biggest role in the 90s was High Fidelity as a supporting character. And then he got Shallow Hal, and he wasn't Jack Black. He wasn't the Jack Black there. And I think this movie was just kind of Jack, ba- Jack Black unleashed. Like, you, you
0: got to... He, he has it. I don't know what it is, yeah. but he has it. I think he established a similar character that he's in this, this sort of slacker, uh, rocker guy in Orange County. I think he played like, but in a more supporting role. And, Underrated. Um, yeah, okay. I, I knew that would be one that you'd vouch for. And then uh, in Shallow How, I think that's the first time that I really, as a kid, had seen or at least it was established for me him this like star actor and i don't even think that's a movie that everyone really gets on board with either that's kind of a divisive movie as well you know you kind of take it or leave it that movie (laughs)
1: would never get made today
0: (laughs) it it definitely would not uh so you know take it for what it is um in this movie yeah jack black is the star and his energy level is like perfect for this But I think where the divide comes from is not everyone really likes that Jack Black energy, whether it's in a supporting role like Orange County or, you know, Shallow Howl or some of his later movies he was in. Uh, It's, you know, for some people, it can be a little too much, I think. From a lot of the uh, audience comments I read, they're just not fans of Jack Black. So, of course, you don't like Jack Black. You're not going to like School of Rock. But if you like him enough, then you will like this movie because there's other things in play in this movie that balance him out a bit i feel like because he is such a force like so many other really big energetic comedians like a will ferrell jim carrey Mm -hmm. you need other things in play um you know other plot elements or characters to balance it out and for me that's where the kid characters come in and there's like i'm what i really like about this movie is how they flesh out all these different student characters so it isn't just like one big crowd of students like there's an actual interest in the kids And so I buy when the Jack Black character, uh, you know, his, his arc, you know, he actually starts to learn more about these kids and care about them and become more selfless. So, you know, in that very basic sort of, you know, character development, it works and I buy it.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: That's what I'm talking about. (sighs) Okay. Teach, teach, teach. All right. Look,
1: here's the deal. I've got a hangover. Who knows what that means? Doesn't that mean you're drunk?
2: No. It means I was drunk yesterday. The kids are great on it. It took me... Like, I wrote notes down on my phone. I was really doing some research last time when I was watching this. Mm -hmm. And just in my phone, because I... Just in all caps, it's Miranda Cosgrove. Like, I completely forgot she was even in this movie. Like, Mm -hmm. the ensemble of kids, while some are a little weirder than others, like the very like the designer the very flamboyant young child yeah i don't know if he could do that
0: yeah he was more he was more of a stereotype than than a character
2: not many of the others were i guess like the groupies which is like a really weird oh yeah yeah i mean jack black is like very wholesome and sweet but at the same time he's doing this just for himself Right, well, that's what it starts out as, right? It starts out as... That's the entirety of it, almost, because, like, in the... I don't know if we just skipped to the end, but when they, like, do, like, the final show or anything, it's, like, all about him crowd-surfing, living vicarious... It's not like him trying to live a vicarious dream through these kids. He still wants to be the the main character in that dream. That's true. Uh, I guess there are other
0: gestures of him being selfless, like the fact that they do the song that was written by the guitarist instead of his song that he wrote which is like this vindictive song like you should have kicked me out of the band you're not hardcore you're not hardcore can you imagine like listening to a a guy sing a song about how he should not have been kicked out of his band (laughs) like that would have been kind of weird um but you know that that gesture of him doing their song that they wrote you know he he gave the kid he has his own guitar solo and the kid has a guitar solo the keyboardist has a solo, you know, he gives everyone a little moment in the sun there. So I think that's where some of that selfishness comes. Maybe they could have driven that a little more. And I agree. The crowd surfing thing is kind of like a little contradictory to that. But for the most part, again, I buy that he's becoming somewhat less selfish as the story goes on.
1: Well, there's that, but I I did have to note, and this movie is kind of in that comedy realm that you, you can nitpick and don't, I guess if you don't focus on the nitpicking, it, you can enjoy it. Or, but uh, the life lessons and the confidence boosting that he gives to these kids is all through, like, his selfishness. <laughs> That's like, true, it, yeah. It, it, the singer, he's just like, okay, you are beautiful. You can sing. Can we get on stage? Uh, it's like, okay, we need a keyboardist. You're cool, man. You're the cool. Like, the, I. if you really kind of want to look into it, it is like, he doesn't like snap out of it until his rock bottom, which isn't facing It faces the minimalist consequences for his actions, mm-hmm. which I'm not. It's not that I'm not okay with, but it's I don't know. It, on the scale of like where Doubtfire, he should be in like prison. <laughs> like it's I don't know. It's like one of those comedies where it's just like don't think about that. Don't think
0: about That's, that. Enjoy the that ride. That is that is what I was thinking too. It this the consequences he faces I'm accepting because it is a movie. It is like a family comedy and it is in in that sort of vein, you don't expect him to go to jail. Uh, Maybe like, you know, I think a minor encounter with the police, I suppose, but I, I will go along with it because we've seen in other movies that, you know, we're living in a world with very minor consequences with this, with this kind of filmmaking. So Again, I buy it. I don't think I really question too much in this movie in terms of plot because it is very simple. I think little things like, you know, even though they soundproof the classroom, people should probably be hearing that there's a rock and roll rehearsal going on every day in this classroom, things like that. Or uh, I thought it was pretty funny when he is like pretending to teach, and it (laughs) is like the most bullshitty teaching you I've ever heard. Like as soon as um, the principal walks into the classroom and he's like,
2: and therefore E equals M C squared. <laughs> it's like what? The Nina. What's the other one? The Pinta. Last one. A one. A one. Santa Maria. Right. Good job. Write that down. Like uh, on the chalkboard,
0: there's just like complete nonsense on the chalkboard. There's like question mark times exclamation point. <laughs> <It's> like what? <laughs> I I just love how like. Uh again, that's I think um to the movie's credit with comedy, just like the most BS type of like, you know, trying to get away with teaching that uh I found pretty funny.
1: I could have sworn this was a Nickelodeon movie. It and kind maybe of feels it, that way. It's it a played it on yeah.
0: Nickelodeon, I bet. Well, yeah, yeah. I I actually do think they did. Uh I'm sure Jack Black was nominated for a Kids Choice Award for this yeah. performance. And it's Paramount, right? So that's like the same company. And yeah. again, Miranda Cosgrove. She, um, I believe, Drake and Josh might have come out the same year as this movie. So, yeah, her career was taking off. I don't know if she was in really too much before this, but uh, you know, she uh, she was in this. And for me, even I recognized her. Uh, so, you know, uh, I think there's definitely a connection there with Nickelodeon for sure.
1: And that that, that that's what makes Jack Black a little bit interesting because he is, or I, it's he was a member of this the nine uh the 2000s brat pack or frat pack as they call it like the Will Ferrell, Ben Stiller, Owen Wilson, Vince Vaughn and Jack Black was a part of that too. He pops up in Anchorman. They've done uh stuff together but Jack Black was always kind of like the Nickelodeon Choice Award winner. Like he he did, mm-hmm. you know, Kung Fu Panda made him an absolute like international star and he he did his adult I mean Tropic Thunder I like that's one of the all-time great comedies for me. I love Tropic Thunder. Um and and then he does movies like Goosebumps and Jumanji where he's kind of like the comedy legend Jack Black. So I right. kind of like he kind of I mean Will Ferrell and Ben Stiller are not doing kid I mean they're doing some kids movies but they're not their movie their comedies are not kids movies. Meanwhile, this one is more family Nickelodeon. That's why I'm like Once I got that sense that this is a Nickelodeon movie, kinda, I kinda, I was like, okay, I know what kind of movie this is.
0: Well, also, it has the stakes of a Nickelodeon movie. I would say, like, you, I can imagine this with the Orange VHS and being in the same sort of vein as like a Harriet the Spy or something like that, where you know, basically, this the story is in like this. Like, what are the stakes? Like, this guy just wants to perform at Battle of the Bands with this classic kids and that's that's basically it and you know you get the very school of rock scene like there's the montage and everything or like oh history of rock and this and that and, you know it's it's very much um done in like what you what you expect to get you get and it's it's not like the stakes are super high in terms of Jack Black's later career uh I agree he kind of is now, like, more of a supporting actor in a lot of things as opposed to, like, a lead actor in comedies, which I think suits him better. Again, I think he's better when he's more balanced out. So in Tropic Thunder, you know, he has Ben Stiller, he has the rest of that ensemble, Danny McBride, and then, um, you know, in Jumanji, he has... it. So basically, he's kind of more of a featured actor, which plays better to his strengths. So I'm glad he's still doing stuff because, uh, again, I, in, when, he's, when done correctly, um, when casted correctly... Uh, I think he works really well. I
2: completely agree. He's not as much like the leading man rom com type person, like, say, like, Chow How. He's a lot more of like that kind of character actor. And I, yeah, he, no, he does those very well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But are we going to talk about the. Because I paused on this for a second when they're doing that whole rock montage of like the genres and like bands in the genres, that whole like, wherever you call it, that like word bubble. Mm-hmm. But I mean, granted, it was like very big. It went all the way up to like rockabilly and like all this stuff, like strange punk things. When they did like heavy metal, that was my only qualms. It's like you didn't put like Metallica up there, Megadeth, Slayer. There is,
0: they do have, um, they do have like Metallica in the soundtrack, and I believe in somewhere in the apartment there, there's maybe like, uh, oh, you know what? In the car, he has an Iron Maiden like bumper sticker in the car. So there are definitely, like, references to heavy metal, but I agree it's probably, like, the the subgenre of rock that's referenced the least. Uh, which you would... I think he also mentions, um, Motorhead, which, like, I'm not as familiar with. I don't know if they're metal. I don't know if he
2: mentioned them. I think he might mention them as metal. Motorhead, to me, that's, like, a very... I guess it could kind of glend on the side of metal, because it's, like, pretty, like, loud, kind of hardcore, but it's, like, mostly punk. To me ah like gotcha like you know that big song if you like to gamble I'll tell you how to win it's like <laughs> okay. very like just driving like for me that just like straight up like hard-ass punk not like metal because they're like oh Judas Priest is metal like maybe a little bit when I think about like right, some right. of the metal that existed back then as well like Mushuga or something like that or who are like hard-ass scary kind of metal I'm like what are you I not I doubt they would have mentioned that band in this in this movie. They needed you on uh, set, Ryan. Ryan. Like I'm just like his word charts. You know, be like. Mm,
0: eh, eh, eh. <laughs> I mean, I appreciate that there was definitely a love of the rock genre in this movie because they're mentioning all. It's it's more of a focus on classic rock. You can tell, like when he's assigning music for everyone to listen to. You know, it's like the Doors, the Who, Pink Floyd, those kind of bands, which is like fine, right? Um, obviously, Jack Black is a huge fan. Even, like, in his own, like, um, personal life, you can tell he's he, he's very much influenced by, like, you know, the rock and roll history and, and and specific kinds of acts. So, from both the writing point of view and Jack Black's point of view, it's, like, this is kind of, like, a rock homage. And maybe even for kids who are watching this movie, this is, like, a rock 101. It, like, for me, I grew up with classic rock, because that's what my dad listened to. Uh, but then also, like, this gives you, like, an even deeper window for any kid who's interested in that genre. So, you know, School of Rock. You know, for the characters and also for the audience. There you go. Are
1: you gonna say something, Keith? No, I, I. I. They needed you on set, Ryan, to
2: do that bubble. I, I mean, I, <laughs> I don't know if I'm like really that qualified. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, mm-hmm. someone like Jack Black who's played in actual, much bigger. Acts, I guess we'll I guess did d being the biggest one he has a lot of that but whenever I saw that whole chart thing it just it just let me know very much like oh yeah he's talking about like 70s 80s kind of mm-hmm. stuff like his band mm-hmm. being more like in the glam glitter rock kind of like right, you know right. piss or in some ways um oh ACDC you're not AC/DC getting hair metal is, like a big reference. <laughs> oh he comes on just the we will have shown the full-ass ACDC outfit, like, the, the schoolboy thing with, like, the shorts.
0: Yeah, Angus Young. He's totally channeling him, and it's like, okay, like, that that fits in with the School of Rock band, like, with the kids and everything, but that is, like, a straight-up Angus Young look. Uh, So I, I got a kick out of that. I mean, you could tell, like, he's also... Yeah, like, I don't know if any other actor could be in this movie, because, you know, Jack Black actually is a musician, too, right? So... It's. I don't know if this movie was written with him in mind, but I imagine if not, he was certainly the first choice. He was um, Mike White, the writer who has. Um,
1: he's. I think he currently uh, put out White Lotus. I haven't watched it, but I've heard good things. And he was on Survivor, but he's but he's been in screenwriting for a while, and it's always good to see him his name on stuff. But he was on. He was on the Amazing Race because I watched. He was that on season. both. He was on. He, he was on both. Yeah, he came in third place on Survivor. I hope he's listening because I'm. I really enjoy and because White Lotus, I've heard amazing things and uh, I. He lived in the same. He wasn't roommates with Jack Black, I believe. I remember, but he was like you know in the apartment across or next to him. So he really got to know Jack Black, and I think when he was writing this movie, he he had Jack like i think jack black was wild you know i read that he would run down the hallways naked like he was like i need to put this persona into a movie what is the perfect vehicle for that and it's uh and i think having uh richard linklater who i think was pretty uh, interesting i didn't know i always forget that he directed this movie but he they wanted real life musicians for kids they were like the the kids could also had to play the music and they I don't know, Jack Black, you could feel the mentorship on set, I guess in hindsight, because of every once in a, every, like, anniversary, these kids come out of the wood, or these, I mean, they're our age. I think this movie hit so hard for us, or for me,
0: because we were the same age as these kids. Right, Uh, like, it was... um... I looked into a lot of these kids were born in like 92 or 93 so yeah like very relatable yeah uh we were we were pretty much like the target audience for that uh, so I get you like we it, it was kind of like one of those things where um you know our generation could definitely connect with it um and you know the actor I mean the screenwriter screenwriters in the movie he plays yes. the roommate and you know the the pushover roommate Ned he plays the real Ned, Ned Schneebly, Schneebly? Uh, which is like the you know, dweebiest name ever written into a movie. But uh, he still looks exactly like someone who would be named Ned Schneebly. He does. I'm curious if he knew he was going to be in the movie or if like the casting was like, hmm, who could play this part? We need a really dweeby guy. And then they look
2: over at him and they're like, hmm, maybe you could be in the movie. I mean, and one thing I just want to say, he's in the movie dating sarah silverman yes and like she was so so underutilized like i'm annoyed that she had to play such a trope just like i'm the dad and girlfriend you need to go you need to pay rent mm-hmm. like, i agree i like one of my
0: qualms with this movie is that you put it perfectly like the underutilized sarah silverman she is such a hilarious comedian and you put her in this movie and give her nothing funny to do like why even cast her if She's not going to be in a comedic part because basically, like anybody can play this role of the bitchy girlfriend who just ruins everything for everybody. And I don't even care how she's written either because it is very one-dimensional. So I didn't really care for the character itself, and especially the casting of Sarah Silverman in a role that just wastes her talent. What,
1: was she was she Sarah Silverman at that point?
0: Like I know, like she was she was
1: she was thirty or I because this movie's now. Coming up on twenty years old, and so yeah. she was maybe like our age now, and I, I you know, I know she's been doing stand up in her twenties, but I don't think she was Sarah Silverman yet.
0: Did she have the show yet? By no, then?
1: no, no. That that came like maybe later two thousands,
0: maybe okay. like a Bill Maher
1: appearance here and there because you know she she was on the New York comedy scene,
0: but you know who's perfectly. she, she had been uh, doing some things. She'd been doing some things here and there. Like she had, she had a one episode appearance on Seinfeld. Oh yeah, in the late nineties. I'm
1: not def- like I mean. Then again, she wasn't Sarah Silverman. She was uh, Jimmy Legs. She
0: wasn't, but there had to be some people who knew she was funny by then. I, well, of course, they I, probably I, knew she was
2: funny, but they're probably mm-hmm. just trying to see where. She played a perfect bitch. And also, no, yeah, yeah, she plays a very, a very good, very convincing bitch. Um I guess it was like she's probably doing that stuff because this movie is what two thousand three. Yeah, that's true. It's like just to get the role, and you know, it's, it's like, like the big. bigger the bigger thing to actually get into the room with like these directors and all that business, and then they actually see what kind of person she is. So like, get yeah, in this at this point. I don't think she was like Sarah Silverman, Sarah Silverman yet.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. I guess yeah, we hadn't realized um, or it wasn't widely known yet. I'm sure like inner comedic, yeah, inner comedic circles. I'm sure knew. How funny she was, but that wasn't widely known yet. I mean, she was actually in, I'm aware of one other movie she was in before this, a very obscure comedy called Screwed with Norm MacDonald and Dave Chappelle. This sounds, I think I've seen this one. I think Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito's in it. It's got a great cast, but it's a terrible, terrible comedy. But she's in it, and she's, I think, a little funnier in that than she is in this. But same kind of thing. She plays the girlfriend who like disapproves of the plot, basically. They hate me. No, they don't. Yes, they do. They sure do, I can see. I wasn't always like this, you know. I wasn't always wound this tight. There was a time when I was fun. I was funny. I was. But you can't be funny and be the, the principal of a prep school.
1: Now, she might be underutilized, but you know who's perfectly utilized in this movie? Joan Cusack. Joan Cusack. I I, I think she is kind of like the star. Like, she's a breakout performance in this movie, just as much as, maybe not
0: as much as Jack Black, but I love her in this. She's great. I mean, she has been typecast as the spaz. Yes. In basically everything she's in, but she's really good at being a spaz. She spazzed and it the I, hell out I, in this i do like her in this i actually really um i actually cared about her character and what she goes through like i understand where she's coming from especially in the scene where they go to the bar and you know, she like her her weakness i guess is stevie nicks and you know the pressure she faces from these uptight parents so i buy all that and i i think that could have been a more forgettable role but joan cusack is a very memorable actress so she elevates that performance and therefore, like, the movie as well. That's another example of someone else balancing out Jack Black because, you know, she's a great foil to his character.
2: Yeah, um, part of me was surprised that he didn't even try to go for, like, a relationshipy type thing. Because I feel like in some moments, like, at least in the bar, that could have been a moment in the movie where they could, like, go down one or two paths you know i think and I i'm think, glad they didn't i'm glad they didn't yeah. <laughs> but i think if they went for
0: like a different kind of tone in this movie that might be the area they went to but uh considering i think that they were playing it like very pg i think they wanted to like not really make that into a thing i don't know if i would have bought that i could definitely see a scenario where another screenwriter makes that a plot point of a potential romance but i'm glad that they didn't go there because uh actually it would have been a little forced mm-hmm. right i can see them maybe having a friendship after and yeah i guess they don't really they don't really uh show any sort of ending to that character's arc you can maybe have maybe seen um you can maybe have seen her like escorting students into the new school of rock at the end of the movie like as a way you know but at the end of the day she probably got fired because she let this imposter like teach students for three weeks, and then also they went missing under her watch. <laughs> so. I love, I love how
1: like, hey, I know the parents all filled those like that stereotypical like I'm angry trope, but I love that a good song can completely change their hearts. Like even uh, Joan Cusack is like. I am mad, but you guys were so good. And I'm like, oh, the ending for this is good times were had by all. Like, you know, don't worry about any mis... Yeah. Like, he doesn't even get a, a misdemeanor or, like,
0: like any penalties or anything. Right, no jail
2: time, <laughs> no consequences, really. I was gonna arrest you, but that hook was really tight. Ex- like,
1: exactly. Hey, hell yeah. I think there's a life lesson in that. I Rock stars get away with a lot.
0: <laughs> well, even... I, I thought it was funny how uncaring that the ticket guy was at the Battle of the Bands. So all these parents are like, "Our missing kids are here," and he's like, "I don't care. You need a ticket." <laughs> it's like Jesus, dude. <laughs> like, can you imagine a desperate parent like, "My missing child might be here." Well, you gotta pay up to find out. <laughs> well, he was
1: warned. <laughs> like, he was warned once. He like he, he he let his friend in, and like that would be a third strike, and he doesn't want to lose that gig
0: could have they could have easily stormed past him but instead they're like fine let's buy tickets that, that scene though let's... made me laugh
1: like maybe it was like
0: joan cusack he's like you know what let's how about we just buy a ticket <laughs> <laughs> what no those tickets are probably like 40 bucks uh so
2: any kind also, of battle like the... the band's pay to play thing yeah you gotta get those the... pre-sale tickets that song yeah man buying them in advance fifteen dollars at the, the... door and it's like a Please. dumbass place in Howell, New Jersey. This this was filmed in New Jersey, right? I saw that in the end credits. Like filmed in Rawway and yeah. Edison. Wait, where yeah. did they
0: film it in Jersey? Like what? I saw in the credits the towns that were mentioned were Rawway and Edison. Okay. So, you know, I mean, I guess it kind of looked like that centralist Jersey sort of area. Maybe like right outside the city. The
2: school city. was New York,
1: so, though. Um, the school was like, I think, like upstate or maybe like, a, I, I read uh, that. Like a Westchester yeah, I think so. or something? Um but that song – look, you're, you're at – I mean, I've been to a few of these type things in high school for friends' bands. If a guy came out with, like, his class and they actually did that song, they're winning. I, I, I go for the gimmick. I don't know why this band – I look, I know why, story-wise, that they – his old band
0: won. But that song sucked that they sang. I saw in the credits, too. So the name of the band in the movie – is No Vacancy. And then in the credits, they credit the song to the band No Vacancy. So I thought to myself, oh, is this a real band that was just playing like in the movie as themselves? And they're portraying themselves as jerks who kick out Jack Black. Understandably so. And they do establish in the opening scene that Jack Black is this really annoying band member who is always stealing the spotlight and causing problems during their performances. And they set it up pretty believably we're like yeah they're kicking this guy out of the band he should not be in this band right now and they just rub it in at the end i like the name too no vacancy i think that's a good band name so
2: is that a real band
0: i i need to look into that if it was because like i said they credit them i guess maybe they'd ever made it since 2003 <laughs> like their biggest gig was being in the movie school of rock mm.
2: yeah they could they should joined the school rock world tour that would have that would have been a fun <laughs> yeah. thing you know they could have warmed up for the band as like the bad guys who get booed off stage. This next
0: band stinks. What? Boo no vacancy. Yeah.
1: People are basically yelling, people are basically yelling count the vote like they feel cheated. Like, wait a minute, we all voted for like I don't even know how they voted for this.
0: I think it's like judges. I don't think the audience votes. I think it was like a, a panel of judges who who decide the winner that's i assumed how it goes down but either way the powers that be decide that the mean band wins and the school of rock full of kids they got to go home empty-handed but they learned a life lesson along the way i think one of my favorite kids in this was um the freddie jones character not just he's a drummer because you know i used to be a drummer back in the day but yeah he definitely seemed to have the most like rock and roll personality of them all, even like in the beginning when he's given like sass to Jack Black and stuff, I thought, like, okay, this kid is like definitely more identifiable than the rest. Yeah,
2: he had that, he had that punk vibe for sure. I liked him a lot too. You know, he definitely looks like a kid that just be like listening to like the Sex Pistols and ACDC. Yeah, he
0: definitely was, he was more of like the punk kid. I mean, he was even, he went, when he went into that van, uh, with those like older men, I was actually very yeah. scared. I'm like, oh, Jesus, like, I,
2: you know, this is why you don't bring kids to, like, these kind of places. <laughs> They're going to wander off. members remember that band were like, oh, here's, like, a small child. Let's go hang out and smoke cigarettes and drink beer on this small child. Like, Yeah, and play cards and stuff. <laughs> we're just hanging out with them, man. Relax. A band or just, like, a bag of, like, vagabond vagrants or something. Like, if I was ever, <laughs> yeah, like, playing a show or anything like that, and I'm, like, you out with my bandmates, and like, we're all, like, smoking, drinking, just hanging out, doing whatever. And, like, a 10-year-old came up and was like, I want hang out with you guys. I'd be like, you should go. Where's your, where's your mom? Like, go see your mom. It's like, absolutely not. We are not going to be drinking with a 10-year-old. He's wearing a wire. <laughs> I...
0: <laughs> <laughs> He's a wire. He's a, no, our kid's wearing a wire. Like, the minute you offer him, like, a cigarette or something, the sirens go off. But that's another scene that's another scene of development for the Jack Black character who actually is like more like an actual teacher. Like, you had me worried sick, young man. (laughs) It's like, okay, okay, Jack Black, you're you're growing in this scene, but this is also completely your fault.
2: Yeah. How dare you take advantage of the weird, bad situation I put you in. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You should know better for me to throw you in a (laughs) dumpster and expect you not to get dirty, like, what?
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly that's exactly the scenario. Oh, that's hilarious. No, I thought all the
1: kids were, like, I don't know. There was a good chemistry. And, like, I love – there was yeah. one line at the parent-teacher meeting where it's like, why is my daughter obsessed with David Geffen? And I, of course, no kids going to get that. But now, like, with years of just music knowledge, and uh, it's like, oh, I appreciated that joke as an adult. And I thought, I thought Miranda right, right. Cosgrove. I know we brought her up before, but I thought she killed it, and I could see why she is. She has, she has the uh, Nickelodeon it. Like I know iCarly's back. I, Carly, I think iCarly missed my. I, it's it's like a five year kid. People five years below me know
0: that show. iCarly was basically just as our generation was getting out yeah. of Nickelodeon, or like maybe a few years after. So yeah, we obviously missed that train. That wasn't like that was. We like got right Drake and us, Josh, which is fine. Exactly. But I
1: thought she was great I actually, one little tidbit that I found out During all this is like These kids do still kind of connect Like they had at least a three month long band, uh, summer Band camp basically With Jack Black as the leader And he kind of And I said like there's definitely like mentorship Like every five, ten year anniversary They do get, get up on stage And recreate it But two of them are actually dating I found that out Blondie and the bodyguard kid I don't know what his nickname was but I, I, oh, I found that okay. – I'm kind of like – I'm rooting for – like, I don't know. There's something I, th- I think as corny and I don't, as tropey as this movie can be, I think there's so many good elements to it that rose it above to make it – I don't think this movie was supposed to be the success that they anticipated. I'll say that. I don't think they were anticipating right. a, a Broadway musical uh, –
0: or, or, like, yeah. a staple I, in the zeitgeist of the 2000s. I don't know. I don't think... Yeah, that that's fair. As much as maybe I haven't really gone back to this movie, I've always remembered it. I never forgot about this movie. And there are a lot of movies that have faded into obscurity over the years. So, yeah, to its credit, it, it did, um, you know, stay in people's minds, and it, it stood out. And I agree. I think it was way more successful than they thought it would be. Maybe they just thought they'd make a little chunk of change on this Again, like fairly small family comedy. And uh, I think at the time it did make a much bigger bigger splash. Again, not a mega hit, but certainly uh, much bigger than uh, you know maybe anyone had realized it, it had potential for. So that's again, to the movie's credit. And again, I think Jack Black had a bit of that star power to do it. But again, there's just like a very there's like a goodness to this movie that is infectious again like no one's really going to jail or facing any consequences it's like a fantasy basically you know imagine especially from a kid's perspective that you're going to school and all of a sudden this rock and roll guy takes over your class and you spend three weeks learning how to be in a rock band i mean that's like a fun fantasy for any kid really
2: yeah no i'd watch this movie and think to myself like i wish we had a teacher like that i want to just play (laughs) guitar all day for class do we wish we had a teacher like that
0: in real life? I don't know. Uh, but Jack Black is, um, yeah, I can see how he like is someone who does appeal to kids you know with this physicality. I mean, something that stuck out to me in this movie is that he his hair is like a character in and of itself. I mean his character his hair has so much like motion to it. It is, like, moving on its own so much. I I, I just love these shots of him from the back when he's, like, just kind of rocking. His hair is shaking back and forth. I don't know why I find that so amusing to me. But his hair... He was serving looks. He was. And, like, you know, it's funny. When he starts at the school, it's, like, it's combed as best as he can comb it. But then after a while, he just is letting it go wild again. And, you know, there are times, especially after he's shaking his head, like he looks like a crazy person. But in
1: a really hilarious. I think this is way. the first time I'm saying this on the pro- uh, podcast. But props to the wardrobe department on just Jack Black. I mean, on all on everyone, but just the Jack Black alone. Like his teacher, yeah, hair slicked back, but his like you know the long scarf. Like he look like there is that yeah mm-hmm. that Angus kid, Angus King element even in like a regular classroom.
2: Yeah, yeah. Ex- One thing though about his wardrobe, I don't know if it was on purpose or anything his jeans could not have been like more loose like uh-uh. he was like so much with was my fiance he was a fashion designer and she uh-uh. just saw like his half and be like those jeans my dude because if you look back on it they're just like they just make him like a rectangle oh okay <laughs> that's my i guess from the top you know
0: he's like wearing like more fairly suitable like sweaters the and... tiniest bow tie you could ever see though yeah yeah and then i guess from the after that once you get to the waist it's like whatever from there which i guess the corduroys right i think that's more of a testament to the character right it's like him what he thinks he needs to look like at this prestigious school uh but not putting a lot as much thought into it as he should is like misconception because at times when he first walks in from the top up he looks like he thinks he's gonna be teaching yeah, at or something <laughs>
2: Your new defense against the dark arts teacher. Him with a hair (laughs) Teaching teaching spells through rock
1: and roll to defeat. No it's not Levio, sir. It's (laughs) Levios Expect to
0: betray They they also have a lot of this this Jack Black thing he does where in his deliveries, he will just pick a random line where the last word he will scream. (laughs) Like I'm trying to think of a specific example of that, but like Something like, you guys, you're going to make me lose my mind! <laughs> like, something like that where, out of nowhere, he will just overemphasize the last word of a sentence. And I kind of I kind of like that myself, but I can tell that's another thing that audiences... People who don't like Jack Black, that is a, an example of something they don't like.
2: The last lie in the script was uh, in italics, I have to <laughs> scream it! <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, well, like, that's him, right? That's him, like, just kind of, like, on a whim, kind of, like, um... know going with what he's feeling or i i feel like from one from like interviews i've listened to with jack black like when he's been doing certain podcasts and explaining his comedy style i i think that when he's maybe feeling um a lack of energy he will do that to try to reinvigorate energy into whatever scene he's doing so that's like you know um something maybe him trying to read the scene and it's a very like on the moment sort of thing. It's very like, uh, impulsive. So I dig that, but at the same time, it's not always necessary. like he's not always reading that like correctly. You don't always have to like jolt a scene back to life with like a random yell, but, uh, I think it I worked wouldn't be in this surprised movie. if every take was different. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I like, again, he he's a, he's a, he's a guy who definitely, um, is in the moment when he's, doing the scene like he's he's really living it and again he has this impulsive nature to him which works for this it's it's infectious uh but you know when it's not kept in check it's overwhelming
2: three minus
1: four is negative one that's right and six times a billion is six billion nailed it and fifty-four is a forty-five more than what is the answer, Marta? Nine. No, it's eight. Did anyone? Did anyone else? Did anyone else get goose? I, I, I got goosebumps at the end of the song. I uh, like their final song. I don't know. I, I was like, oh man, this. I, I don't know. I enjoyed. They rocked it out. I know this is like a kids' family was,
0: movie, but it. Yeah
1: you know it is what it is
0: well also i mean yeah they they it's a nice little wrap up where they have the school at the end and this is what he's going to be doing with his life from now on i guess they have the school of rock and this is what they'll do with their lives now um but at the same time you know, in a real life situation parents obviously would have a restraining order against this guy from oh, ever yeah. going near their kids again
2: yeah no everyone should have been arrested the doorman accessory to a crime because he's keeping these parents away from their children like oh there's missing kids in here um i don't think so ticket please <laughs> oh you know you
0: know who else had was a is a really funny uh female comedian who is like just randomly in this movie for a hot second amy sedaris is in this she's just the lady who's like children where that's are the her? children and then she's like running through the hallways that's oh. amy sedaris i recognize her voice from a mile I didn't away her. and she's or just I didn't think
2: about it she's randomly in this just for a hot second, she's like, where are the children? Uh, was, I don't know if that was supposed to be like a little Easter egg or something. I guess probably at the same time, maybe Amy Sedaris wasn't as big as she is now. But another example of like, you had Sarah Silverman and Amy Sedaris building this movie. Like, Yeah, they're not doing anything I... funny.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, she was, Amy Sedaris, um, in the same year, we'd see her just a few months after this movie in Elf. And again, not a very funny role. But, yeah, you know, she is in that. So, like, I, I think the same kind of thing with Sarah Silverman, where, you know, these actors are just taking these parts and and building up their resume. And eventually we'd see them blossom into, like, the full potential.
1: I mean, I didn't – good catch on Amy Sedaris. I did not recognize – or I didn't even – I wasn't even thinking about that. Um, but I think with just, like, with both Elf and School of Rock, I think it's just – I love Amy, Amy Sedaris – I want her on set. Hey, can you do a date? Like we, like we got a par for you. It's not yeah. a. I. I. She was kind of already established in some capacity with strangers with candy, but I think she's so respected in the comedy community where it's just like, hey, I. And she's definitely a New Yorker. You can always every New York comedy or movie. She's she finds her way in it. I mean, she's in she's in the Mandalorian. Yeah. Like she, her, John Favreau are really good friends. So I I think you just like to have her on set and she's a great supporting actress.
0: Well, she's just, as like a a very, I wouldn't even be surprised if her little cameo there was uncredited, Uh, but it goes, it goes back to the same thing with Sarah Silverman. If she was based in New York at the time. And again, I'm sure she was well, her, her style was well known within the comedy world. So someone like brings her into this. Um, you know whether it's like Jack Black or someone else who knows about this project so you know it's en- kind of interesting to to look back and see you know where actors got their start from and and where they you know eventually wound up uh, cuz again I, need to, I think that's like not uncommon either to have yeah you know, your comedy with you know, your main star who's the vehicle but then you give like other aspiring actors oh, like yeah. little bits in the movie you know like to get their to get their thing going, and then they can you know the the chain or the the cycle goes on. I think from it's tougher there.
1: to do in a movie like this, or at least like ninety percent Jack Black, ten percent Joan Cusack. Anyone else is just there to keep the plot going forward, filling that trope of this character. And if they can get maybe one line in, that's that's great. And Miranda right. Coggrove, like the, like the kids, the kids itself, yeah.
0: The kids, the kids have some yeah. moments of comedy, but again, that's kind of like feeding off of what Jack Black is doing. So when he's doing like the guitar thing, and he gets like the math wrong, you know, people are responding to like his stupid math questions, like three minus four. Like, <laughs> it's like, uh, negative like, uh, one. <laughs> like, like, I what are like you doing? Richard,
1: like this is so different than an Adam McKay comedy where it's just kind. Of, the plot is like there's a outline and there's a script, but Step Brothers and Anchorman is like, oh, even. Like, Catherine Hahn as, like, the assistant gets us Like, everyone Everyone is a comedian. No, like, no parts too right, small right. In for, in this, that movie. for these movies.
0: I think what really made these, like, mid-2000s comedies work, and this is... I'm going to put, like, School of Rock, even though it's a different style of comedy, geared towards a more family audience, is that it's centered around the characters rather than the situations. And so, you know, Jack Black is handled correctly, and we, I find his character endearing in this especially with the growth so in, in that way that it works whereas for me a lot of comedies in like the 2010s were more about the situations and that's why I don't really care for them as much and I'd rather go back to these 2000s comedies um, oh okay I'll say one, one more thing so you know it's interesting that this has such a high score with critics you know 92 percent And I think that just boils down to the fact that it is, like, a good, solid comedy. There's not a lot of reason to give this a negative score, so that's why it's at a 92. And, like, you know, a 92 might be higher than a lot of very, like, critically acclaimed movies that we think are doing a lot more innovative filmmaking, but in terms of, like, you know, I mean, that goes back to why you can't really compare movies to movies score by score. This movie, on its own by itself, might get a 92, because for what it's doing, is very good like you know the for the plot to execute and all the elements that are there it lines them up very well there's not a lot of reasons to not recommend this movie or to say that you shouldn't see this movie so that i think that goes into the 92 percent if you want to rock you got to break the rules you got to get mad at the man and right now i'm the man that's right i'm the man and who's got
1: the guts to tell me off huh who's gonna tell me off shut the hell up Schneebly. That's it, Freddy. That's it. Who can top him? Get out of here, stupid ass. <laughs> yes, Alicia! You're a joke. You're the worst teacher I've ever had. Summer, that is great. I like the delivery
0: because I felt your anger.
1: Thank you.
2: You're a fat loser and you have body odor.
0: So with that that being said, I think we can, like, wrap up here and give our final thoughts and scores. So let's start with Ryan. What, what are your final thoughts on School of Rock, especially as a rock and roller yourself? And what, um, what's, what percentage score would you give this movie?
2: Okay, well, I mean, I, I love this movie. It's, like, really sweet. Just the whole giving kids a chance to, like, rock and do all these cool, fun things. Like as a musician myself, I like it a lot. I wish I had a teacher kind of like that. It's not objectively it's not like a good movie, like it's not going to win any awards, but kind of like what you're saying, it does exactly what it's meant to do and it does it quite well with like some great characters. So I'm on the side of the critics. Like I'd give this like a high score like 8.5 85%. 85%. <laughs> I suppose. Like it's, it's great. It's a fun movie. I had a good time watching it. I enjoyed it.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Whatever. It's okay, not. It's, it's not groundbreaking. But
0: yeah. But every movie has to be. You know. Like some movies just want to be like a nice, like night out for the family. And I think this is fitting that bill.
2: It's the Applebee's of movies.
0: <laughs> Maybe. I mean, what's what's a step higher from Applebee's? Chili's? Fridays. <laughs> Fridays. Okay. It's a it's a very good chain restaurant.
2: You're gonna be happy. I, I, Nothing's great, but it's
0: fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What do you, what do you think, Keith?
1: If you're gonna write a movie about uh, the school of rock concept, I think this to counter both your or to add on to both of your points, this movie does it in a great way. I think it excels in a great way. I think if you wanted to make a movie about where a teacher takes over a class and make a rock band, how else are you gonna do it? This is the way to do it and Jack Black this was the perfect vehicle to make him a breakout star comedy star more family oriented but still a breakout star nonetheless um i can't say the next i can't tell you when the next time i'm going to watch it is but i know when i'm actually like sitting down to watch it i'm going to enjoy it uh i'm going to give it an 88 i think it actually it deserves its place
0: in the 2000s comedies uh Fair enough. Uh, I can definitely see this movie being a favorite of a good chunk of families who did maybe go back to this a bunch of times. You know, they got the DVD and sat down together every now and then to watch it. Uh, So uh, I do think it's, like, good quality family entertainment. And um, for me, I would give it, um, like, I'm feeling an 82%. I think we're all, like, in the same ballpark here. Very solid for what it's doing. And... um, you know, if people rediscovered this movie down the line, I think they'll like what they see. So, uh, Keith, I believe we're like, what's the exact score? I mean, it's like an 80-something, right? Right on Ryan's number, 85, which ah. is perfect. Ryan, you're the center of our universe here with your score. So congratulations
2: on that. Thank you. I'll take my prize. I will take this podcast as my own now. Oh, okay. You, win, <laughs> you win a dividey. A you're, you're, hijack, you're
0: hijacking this podcast like Jack Black hijacks that elementary school class. So uh, that's very appropriate. So we'll, we we expect to be full-fledged rock stars by our next episode. Uh, so I officially decree that on School of Rock, we are siding with the critics. Uh, thank you, Ryan, for joining us for this episode. Yes, thank school you. Of rock, My pleasure. You thank you for having me. Yeah, man, this was great. Uh, next time we have... Uh, you know, um, it doesn't have to be a rock and roll a musical movie, but, you know, next time we have a movie that I think is right up your alley, we'll uh, give you a, sh- a call out and uh, get you back on here. Yeah,
2: it'd be really fun.
0: So thanks, everyone, for listening, and tune in again for another Divided Film soon. Thanks a lot. And if you